Hey team, welcome to another week, another episode of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Before we get stuck into the joy and the knowledge bombs and the the banter of this week's episode, I'd like to thank all of you guys for listening. It's uh, it's cool to, to keep getting uh, messages and uh, and people stopping and, and chatting about different episodes of the podcast and, and uh, different areas that we've been able to add value over the last 73 weeks. This week, we have episode number 73. We have a returning guest, Grant Rogers from Jetty Road Brewery. We also have his lifelong best pal in the whole wide world joining us too, the head brewer of Jetty Road Brewery, Blake. So these boys are can say something that most of us can't. They've been friends since they were a couple of weeks old. Uh, they've been able to to grow up and, and grow and maintain and build their, their friendship over the last 30-odd years. So as you can guess, the dynamic of, of people who have been friends for that long is always quite interesting. There's always a lot more going on than the MCI sometimes and it's really cool to see how close these two boys are uh, growing up together and now going into business together so we took a took a little bit of a deep dive uh, into that relationship into what it's like what their roles are uh, how it works what the dynamic looks like uh, we also talked about the industry their industry and our industry and and different areas that they're trying to change and I guess the similarities that they have had between businesses like Virtus and Common Folk and, and how we've kind of been able to build friendships around having common goals and, and the same same values uh, around business and life. So I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you do too. I guess it's time to get stuck in. Enjoy. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Lads, welcome. Afternoon, evening. Evening? It's evening. evening. No, no, no. How, are we, how are we both? Cheers to you all. So we're at... You can't not cheers at a brew. No, we're at... And you got to drink before you put it down, right? True. Yeah. Technically, you're supposed to look each other in the eyes, but we'll let that one slip. Hey, I haven't, take, I haven't taken the gaze away from you, my friend. That's right. I'm just sitting here, like, chop the bottle. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, Grant. <laughs> so we're at uh, Jetty Road Brewery. It's a Friday night. And... Uh, evening, apparently. We decided that just before. Same, same. And with, <laughs> and I'm with the brain, brains, the brains behind Jetty Road. No, the brain yeah. and the alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Are you an alcoholic, Grant? <laughs> Apparently so. So what's it like having a brewery? And Grant, we've had you on, so I'm not talking to you. Mm. I'm, to- I'm talking to Blake. What's it uh, like? I would say we don't have a brewery. No, pretty much. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're pretty close. We've got, we've got a lot of. Equipment. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff in place. A lot of shiny tanks. <laughs> a lot of shiny tanks and a lot of people drinking beer on the other side. So that's tickling your brewery. That's a lot of money going the wrong way, but it's also looking good. It's pretty close and we'll be 
brewing beers. And we drink beers. That's what we make. So you're a brewery that doesn't brew their own beer? We brew our own beer. We've got a very small <laughs> system that does it. And we pretend that we are a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. That's fantastic. So for those that have uh, been listening to the podcast for the last year and a bit, Grant was on somewhere around 39, I think. Yeah. It was, uh, the episode was called Clusterfuck. I think we actually, I think we had you on the mor- the afternoon after you opened, opened the, the brewery. brewery. Yeah, opened the venue. Yeah. Opened the venue. Yeah. yeah. So now we're at the stage where the, the brewery's about to kick off. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. Did you know the brewery, the actual brew house was going in this week? No. So this has been an absolute... Chaos. Well, it's not been chaos. It's been organised chaos. Blake's a lot more organised than I am. Yeah. I feel like I is... but you've picked those times where each of us have been absolutely wrecked. I yeah. Think. Blake doesn't sleep. This is clusterfuck. This is clusterfuck 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the, I haven't been The clusterfuck returns. Well. Yeah, exactly. For Blake, he's the big wrecked. But it's gone really well so far. What's What's it like doing something of this scale with your best mate? Easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the next question. Well, oh, no, okay. The first part of the question is what's the point? What, like, how is it doing something at this scale? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> doing it your best, mate. Easy. Like, That's cool. We've known each other since we were two weeks old. Yeah. Do you really know anything when you're two weeks old? Well, no, but you've got a lot of time to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> We've had every argument you can have. We're basically like having family. So, like, I know that we don't get. We don't see eye to eye on stuff, and you can go through that pretty easily because yeah. we know exactly where we stand with each other through literally 30 years of life. So, um, you, this is going to sound wanky, but I wouldn't have done it with anyone else. Like, you, it wouldn't be easy enough to do it with anyone else, whereas it's easy with us because I, even if he's saying one thing, I know he's, what he's saying. <laughs> you, know, you know what he means, right? Yeah. So, yeah. it's easy. That part of it's easy. The rest of it isn't. The whole like running a business and producing beer and selling it to people and and trying to upgrade create. gas meter, water meter, electric <laughs> meter—it's like dealing with Telstra three times over. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Mm. What, about, what about you? How's it, how's it been dealing with this peanut? Yeah, good. I think that was less emphatic, by the way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's been really good. I think it's, oh, as, as Blakey said, I wouldn't do it with anybody else. And it's been, it's taken us more than six years to get to where we are. And yep. it's taken us a lot more money, a lot more work, a lot more time, a lot more stress, a lot more grey hair than what we probably knew. Which yep. I suppose there's everybody else in business that does things like that. But Ignorance is bliss at the start, yeah, exactly. Right? But I think, you know, the way the business runs and the way it's set up, I think it's perfect. Blake's, Blake's the brains behind all of our beers and, and passion, and we both agree with that and the, the strategy and the vision. But I, I do the boring business stuff. I follow the paperwork. I do the numbers. I manage the people, and Blake focuses on the beer and, and, and driving that forward. And I think it just, you know, having an understanding of what we're good at and the areas that we are responsible for works really well. And you know, 30, 30 years of yelling at each other, going on benders. <laughs> Going to primary school, high school, travelling together, all that sort of stuff rolls into, you know, and I think it could, you know, people say don't go into business with your family, well, Blake's family, but you need to set boundaries and know what you're good at and yeah. when to have the discussion and when to pull each other up and then know when you're having a bad day. So it's, it's yeah. worked so far pretty good. You can't be successful in business without trusting someone. Yeah. And how can you trust anyone more than someone you've known for your entire life? 
I'll, uh, I didn't bring the shout out bell, but if these two kiss at any time, I'll start clapping so you guys will know. <laughs> this, is, this is the most love I've seen you two share yeah, with each happens. other. Yeah, so we generally right. get the. You, <laughs> we'll get it out of the married way. married couple because we just pick it. Well, yeah. I've been told by my parents now that listen to two of my podcasts that I yeah. don't speak very well and I'm very aggressive and <laughs> submissive and I swear a lot, so I'm just trying to be nice. And contradictive. Hmm. <laughs> Aggressive and submissive, yeah, fairly two contradictory yeah, terms. Yeah. All at the same time. When so when did you know that? And this is a question to both of you. When did you know that it was going to be what it is? Never. It's evolving. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything kind of evolves as we keep moving forward, and you know we've got some stuff in the pipeline that will eventuate over the next you know 12, 18 months. Yeah. That we didn't expect you know, 12 months ago and there's always plans and there's always moving forward but everything, the thing about craft beer as well is it's evolutionary. It's so, you know, new that everything is changing and everything's new yeah. all the time. So to say that we knew exactly where we wanted to be and what we wanted to be is like, Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah, it's, it's a tough one, right? We've got and yeah. with and we're happy with where we're at. Yeah. How did, and I think Grant's kind of like half told this story, didn't tell it very well, so I'm going to ask you, where, where did it start? How did it start? Was it just just genuinely just a love for beer? I think that now where we're at, there's so many different people involved that they started differently for every person. Yep. Like I, I started homebrewing with my now ex-boss, but one of the um, original members of Jedi Road, and that's kind of where it started for me. It was just homebrewing. Yeah. Um, and then from that, I got a passion for it and um, sort of built the bar as a cabinet maker at Moynton Brewery. Yeah. And that sort of led me to being introduced to the head brewer and the owner and kind of, I just offered my time and did the ship work and raked bins out and swept floors <laughs> and yeah. closed tanks down and then kind of got to the point where they let me brew with them yeah. and got to the point where they let us brew Jenny Road there. So that's cool. That's where I started. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, substantially different for Grant in terms of where, you know, the idea starts with him and then where we kind of intersected is what I guess Jenny Road started as and then the story kept moving forward from there. Yeah. Was it we're going to have a brewery or was it just like, okay, we're brewing beer out of mornings and now this is cool what's next and then just like no, step by step from there we wanted a brewery before we re- like started brewing in Mornington <coughs> yeah um, so that was always kind of like a yeah a dream. we had this factory well yeah we, we so we had this factory so we had ambitions to be where we are and what we're doing but I think it's the pace in which it's growing is far exceeds what we expected which is good yeah really good So not a bad like, problem to have yeah exactly so but I think yeah, what we've got here is exactly what we planned to have straight. I think off the bat, I think yeah. it's a, a bit bigger than you know some other ambitions that we had from other shareholders. But they're really on board now, and, and I think it's you know it's it's yeah it is. We had a meeting like we're literally sitting on the table. I think we had our most of our board meetings when we started, 
and um, we, we you can pick a, these up for about 40 bucks at Bunnings too yeah, and it's not well looked after <laughs> and we, we actually had a meeting up here on a Friday because we actually couldn't get a table in the venue because it was packed good and problem so to have we sat here and it was a bit of a surreal moment because you know we've created something where people can come and celebrate and, and you know share in the good life which we we've created and we believe in so it's really really cool so is it do you guys give yourself that chance to kind of stop and reflect and look at how everything's going? Not a chance. No, and even if you try it, it doesn't work. Not really. I don't think that'll ever happen. We ever? Honestly, don't. We take, we take, again, it's an evolving beast all the time. So there's always something to do and there's something achieved. Always. We live in that middle of that place the whole time. So it's so quickly moving that you never actually sit there and necessarily enjoy it every now and then we try and uh try and take some time out to you know recapture the friendship that we have outside of this place we've had a pretty stressful weeks sometime and like you know we went and played x golf and basically <laughs> challenged each other put your phone face down on the table first person to touch it buys a round of beers good and the first person to talk about work buys a round of beers yeah we walked out Legless. Yeah, 15 seconds later. Yeah, pretty much. Like, what? Looking at me yeah. you know, I picked up my phone. I know it was you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had your phone in your hand eight seconds ago. Yeah, I was just checking something. <laughs> <laughs> Did, but, like, what's it been like as that friendship's evolved over the years to go from being mates that kind of had a dream of opening a brewery to, and if anyone hears background noise, it's because we're in a brewery, but deal with it. Um, how does it go from being mates that wanted to open a brewery to mates that are now running a brewery and soon to be fully up and about operational do you guys have to force force that hand in terms of looking after each other and like spending time with each other or do you just kind of like take it as it comes I think it's more like we, we still understand each other and um, I know when I've probably put too much pressure on or gone too far across the line so I, I know just pull back yeah. and Grant probably knows the days that he <laughs> doesn't need to talk at me or talk to me so um, in terms of in business it's fine it's just we don't have a lot of time in our lives to even see our partners let alone you know spend time just just purely as friends but I think we still have in terms of business a really good balance of friendship within that as well so we don't we don't look at each other and talk business we talk as mates within business yeah yeah and, and I think it's really easy to try and separate that all the time you don't necessarily have to if you're doing cool shit together whether it's business or whether it's out of business it doesn't really matter yeah and also like you, you know remove Grant from the whole thing like I think both of our philosophies that we want to make and I think Curtis is the same is like business is family like yeah the, the best way to get you know the most out of yourself and the most out of everyone else that you work with is to create a family where everyone is appreciated everyone works together and mm everything is collusive everything is together so yeah um, you know regardless of whether we're butting heads on something it's all still within the same dream and the same push forward yeah yeah can like what what is the I guess vision and this is a question for both of you I want Grant I want uh, Blake to answer it first like what's your like the vision for Jetty Road what do you want it to be where do you want it to go you go and I'll just, he said you, and I'll just I said, what you say. So I said you. <laughs> uh, 
I, I think again, I think this is always like fractionally different for different people. Yeah. It's obviously granted a different sector of business than I Can't give the same answer. Yeah. By the way. Oh, well, absolutely can. It's the rules. What if I agree with it? <laughs> what, what actually before he goes? There's been three instances this week where we have been asked by investors or people outside the business about it, about something about this business, and without even. Not that we sit down and go, right, this is the strategy, this is what we're talking about, this is the points we hit every time. We answer the question exactly the same. You're just on the same bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And that, which, is, which is actually, I think that was yesterday, that's really comforting to know that it doesn't matter who asks, we don't have to have that. And of course, it's, it's good to have different answers from different people, but to know that we're on that same strategy and the big picture, without even, like, you know, organically, it's really exciting. Or oh, it's sad. <laughs> well, it's very it's sad because we spent way too much time together. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool though. Like it, it's the thing for me is uh, from a beer point of view is I want to be the best I I can be at making Jetro beer the best beer it can be. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, like it it goes back to why I got into it. And for me, beer and pubs, it's all about people coming together like you very rarely a in our venue but any pub you see people sitting there sitting on their phone yeah. whereas beer culture is quite similar to coffee culture but if you go to a coffee shop people are on their phone whereas in a brewery or a bar or a mm. pub people are actually sitting around talking to each other and I guess that's part to do with alcohol releasing inhibitions but it's the, <laughs> kind of, it's the last kind of avenue where people actually just get together and talk and talk freely mm. and it doesn't have to just be the same old question of what did you do today how is it, how's your job how's your life how's your wife how's your kids people yeah. start diving into the other stuff yeah and I, that's for me that's the biggest thing about alcohol and that's why I love making beer is because I actually get to bring people together for a job mm, yeah yeah that's cool it's cool to kind of see that see that vision kind of take hold like we're sitting up up here in the uh, above the cool room next to all the uh, what are those things called again? Shiny tanks. Shiny tanks. Next to all the shiny they're actually Take really <laughs> they're actually really shiny right now. I'm glad the managing director answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can kind of see into the brute into the uh, into the venue and you can see everyone kinda of hanging out and and talking talking shit and I can't see anyone on their phone so that's uh that's no, one that's true. It's that, just me. That's one <laughs> that's that's one to the brewers and, and zero to the to the coffee snobs who everyone sits on their phone looking at their coffee. Oh, people start the day. They need to. They need, they need to, to catch up. Yeah, they need to get everything going, and that's what coffee's for. And and again, that's a generalisation. Like, there's plenty of places you go to in coffee shops where everyone's obviously interactive. Yeah. Mainly common folk where Virtus and common folk collide. We collide a little bit. A bit. Yeah. So it's just right now. Yeah. Yeah. But and every other one. We can't come here. We can't come here for breakfast after training in the morning, though. No, no, this is true. And it's it a little far away. Yeah, it wasn't a slide on coffee culture. It's just that, like, there's. You throw yeah, a shade, man. It's okay. You go, you go on. I feel like you. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Public transport. Anywhere you go in life, everyone's on phones. Yeah. Like, even this tool goes to common folk <laughs> every morning, and he sits on his computer. Not anymore. Oh, so now you're not working. No. He's been. He's been pretty good. Wait, he's not a four, mate. He's been. I start at four to catch up on those emails and then I go to gym. Graham's been fairly present this week. <laughs> Very present. But 
I'm expecting the Grant to do what Grant does and, and knock over a week and then Monday morning will come around and 6am this isn't a slamming session I don't need this 6am will come come through and he, uh, he'll still be asleep but you've had a good week Let's, yeah, uh, I was here last night and I locked up, so technically, and I just didn't have the. Didn't see it this morning. Bit sore. Bit sore. Bit sore, yeah. Funny what happens if you get three hours sleep. No, no, that's the that's <laughs> the thing. I was late here, so I thought it's not worth getting up, and I wanted to get my sleep. Oh, I feel like it's, I feel like it's just his K stronger than Yeah, true. Well, yeah, and boss. <laughs> Shout out to the boss. So, so from your end, Grant, like, is the the vision being kind of like. Are you moving towards the vision? Is everything kind of going the way you want it to from, a, from a business point of view? Absolutely, yeah? yep. I want as many people to experience G-Road and not just the beer. The beer is, the beer is fundamental, but not just the beer, but what Blake was talking about. It's that Connection. And that's, and that's the thing. It's the whole thing about independent brewers and craft beer is that that's what everyone's striving to be. It's that, you know, try, try the beer that we love making, but also the atmosphere that it produces. And I think that's... We just met um, Ocean Reach Brewery in Phillip Island today, and we had a beer with him, and yeah. he just put his brewery in, and he was, him and Blake started talking up straight off. You know, they've just put a brewery in, talking the same thing. We sat over in their venue and had a chat, and it was just, no phones out, just chatting. And that's cool. Just, you know, reliving what they're going through, and yeah, it was really cool, and I think that's, that's the exciting part. So, my vision on a big picture is, um, I think that, you know, there's heaps of craft breweries popping up, independent craft breweries, because there's a difference now. I think yeah. um, the big guys have now used that word. Craft. Craft, which is, you know, a bit of a buzzword. Line, but, is you it? know, buzzword, exactly. So independent is something really important to us. And I think growing independent craft breweries in Australia is, is massive. And, and there are, I think there's one popping up every five days now, which is just awesome. Um, but it's to take it to the big guys, you know. Bolter's killing it. They're doing, you know, heaps, millions of litres a year nationwide, but 30 CUB smashing out 16 million litres in Victoria so yep. I want I want more people to try independent craft beer and that's that's my task so that's and that's the big picture for us so it has to work with every other independent brewer to get there and I don't you know anyone wants to do you know collaborations and you know events at the same venue all that sort of stuff I just want to be really cohesive and, and you know collaborative so it's a cool way to look at it because I think it's really easy for the little guys for lack of a bit of better term to kind of like butt heads and and kind of fight amongst themselves but if you've got bigger picture in mind you realize that all the isn't there like a, like two or three companies that own majority of the beer in the world something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. so you know you kind of there's no point fighting amongst yourselves and squabbling amongst yourselves when if you're collaborating collaborating with each other and, and actually growing your slice of the industry then it's only going to make what you do stronger well the thing the thing about that as well and this is what I really I'm really passionate about is that people need to understand is you go into a pub and you see your carton draft and your what else is there your, your, your great carton northern. dry your great northern yeah um, your little creatures those guys are there and they're, they've paid money to be there and, and they also have a lot of clout behind them whereas you see a craft beer and it doesn't matter whether you like the brand or you know of it or not those guys are fighting for that one we're all fighting for that one tap at the end mm. so all of those breweries that you don't know are fighting for that one tap yeah. and if you go in there try it out give it yeah. a go because you don't know what it's going to be like and that's the exciting thing about craft beer as well because you might try a completely different beer you don't like drinking like your Ambi your IPA it's not just you 
you draft or you, you know that you pay out they're, they're trying something different or they're doing something different in another brewery it's not just made it you know 20 million litres of beer made in one big batch and they're just fucking it out the door and it's all the same yeah it's made with love and and care and you know absolute passion I'm not saying that you know those guys that brew the beers at Carl Bruff are doing passion <laughs> but it's on a smaller scale and there's more people behind those businesses so and for us it's about education like we're like, I love the education part of what we do because you know you can come here and see exactly where we brew it and how we brew it and what goes into it yeah and um you know, then people were more inclined to go and try and buy that from the pub down the road. Go right, right. Where's that? Where's that independent mm. local yeah. beer that we want? Because we know exactly how it's made versus a multinational. And um, like at the end of the day, we're not fighting for that one tap in the bar. We're fighting for the other seven. Yeah. Yeah. And Sorry, and. We want, we want ev- all like of what you said there. It's really, like it's we, really we want all of us to have those taps, yeah, yeah, not them. And like, we want it to be a fair fight. Like, I'm happy to fight with Carlton over taps. I just want to fight in a fair fight where there's not a contract for the other six. It's about they, the quality of the actual beer and, and, yeah, and, and, and what it means rather than... I'm happy to sit there and go against every other craft brewery in Australia and go, righto, the best pale goes on tap. No worries. Like, yeah. you know, this demographic prefers that pale out put them on but like mm. I'm not happy to go against a multinational that goes we own all these taps and you guys get two in the end like it's, that's unfair yeah whereas you know <laughs> I'm happy to go toe to toe with Carl Draft <laughs> I like that if it's challenge accepted if it's in a fair fight are, 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 you, are you starting to see a little bit of a resurgence with pubs and and, and brew houses and things like that looking for more craft beers like like independent craft beers rather than going for the big dogs or is it kind of money wins kind of situation I think it's definitely it's it's shifting <coughs> but I think that's also been somewhat mitigated by the like the buyouts of Pirate Life Four Pines Feral yep. is the whole thing is to then try and tie those tap points up again and offer them a craft a craft version yeah that they would already have been buying going right you know if you surveyed enough pubs in Australia and went right feral pirate life and four pines are the number like the one two and three on tap in every other venue buy those three then we can offer them the tap deal again yeah and they don't have to change anything yeah okay so you've opened Pandora's box mate we can complain for days no yeah. I don't I, th- I just think it's really interesting because I, I find it funny funny and, and kind of like expected that Everyone in every industry, like the little guys, kind of are frustrated by the way, like the the clout or the 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 ownership that the big guys tend to have over such a large chunk of the industry. Like yeah. from a fitness industry point of view, like we've got our you know Anytime Fitnesses, F45s, Good Lifes, uh, Jets, all of those kind of like big guys that just go, yeah, cool, we'll open 48, 48 different little gyms in in a space like a 50k area right but this, and this might sound strange but yeah. I feel like we're fighting the same fight yeah 100% Virtus is creating a family <laughs> yeah a community and of people exactly mm-hmm. whereas these guys are just going we're conglomerate yeah, yeah. and I, I that's you know we don't have to talk more about craft beer because I'm a craft beer maker <laughs> like, I like to about philosophy as well like I feel like you guys are creating something and you especially, obviously, you, you're driving a standard that you believe in. And you're also driving people 
to you because of your philosophy and yeah. that you want to be inclusive with people, not exclusive with people. Yeah. You're not sacrificing on quality to do that. It's al- it's almost a like <coughs> it's almost a, they they miss the the big kind of we call it like big big box gyms is kind of like one of the terms we use and like you guys probably have something something similar. Dickheads. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rub anyone the wrong way, but carry on. Um, no, it, gets yeah, that's it. <laughs> the, like it's kind of like a they miss they miss the point of it all and like you know having that. Like they'll get a couple of big fitness influencers that are doing shit the wrong way anyway, and they'll miss the whole point of understanding the need for understanding the need for uh, pale. Thanks, Grant. Grant's going to get beer. You're pretty much in charge. Alright, I can roll. Good. I like it. Um, what are you talking about? Oh, they they kind of miss the, miss the importance of the community and a connection and and the quality that most people and you know most of the the managers and the coaches and the, and things like that at those big box gyms the reason they got into the industry at, at, in the first place was a connection with people that they haven't necessarily um, gotten to know yet it's it's the desire to want to change people's lives it's the you know the importance of community and family around training which is what they're doing and like for me now like I'm at the point where the training and the sets and reps and the exercises we do it doesn't fucking matter really if you create an environment where people want to be and people want to connect with each other and then you give them a really good fucking product at the end then you're doing the right thing for the right reasons yeah. um, and, and that's what the big guys miss I think and sometimes I think, I think they also like if you walk into a like say whether it's cup draft or it's Fitness, I'm not gonna name any because, like, <laughs> oh man, it's fucking heaps. Um, um, yeah, first time, good life, like, right? Time, like, yeah, 20, all those 24 hour gyms, all that sort of stuff, they're run on, all right, what's our margin? Mm, yeah, not, how can we do the best thing for our and like, I haven't been to the gym in 10 years and I started coming to the gym again for a couple of reasons one, because I needed a mental escape from what I'm doing, and two, because I knew I could come to Virtus and I could have not just going to the gym to lift something heavy and put it back in the same place. Yeah. It was to, there's a community sense there. There's also a sense of care there. People actually communicate. It's, it is a pub without beer. For me. <laughs> yeah, I like that. For me, that's good. Well, for me, like the best On our new marketing, marketing <laughs> material, we are a pub without beer. And, and for good. me, the, like the best, the best pub in the world, like, when I say best pub in the world, it's a TV show. But it, because for one reason, it's not run on margin. Yeah. And when I tell you what it is, you'll understand. And the other one is because it is literally a family. It's the Cheers Bar from Cheers. <laughs> yeah, good. If that was run as a business, they'd be broke because there's six <laughs> people in there and they're not making money. If they but love each other. everyone goes there every day and they are a family. And that yeah. is exactly what we do here. We just try and have a bigger family. And I feel yeah. like that's what Virtus does. And you yeah. guys... And a big family, but like we do what we do because we love it, mm. and then that attracts people that are going to love it. And then yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think it's really like family become starts becoming a little bit selective like selective in terms of people that will contribute and people that are yeah like minded that are all believe in the same things and you know I think 
I used to like people call us a cult at times and call common folk a cult and they're probably I'm sure that like that word's probably been thrown around with you guys in terms of like growing that community around like on the peninsula like that's kind of almost if you look at it the right way like almost a badge of honor because you're growing a culture of people that all want the best for each other and all want the best for for the community and for the place you're in and for this like you know suburb or or area that you're in and if they're doing that and wanting the best then everyone wins there's there's no like if you look at every group of people in the world there is a equal exact opposite Mm. so you could be a buddhist and you've got your opposite it doesn't (laughs) matter what your idea is if you if there's enough people together at once you've got the exact opposite of you hating it yeah it doesn't matter what you do you're gonna have enemies all you got to do is be true to what you want to be yeah and you will find the people that want to do what you want to do and just be genuine yeah create something that you that you love and that is consistently you whereas the big joints yeah go right how do we get the best margin out of this and it doesn't matter about the people that are involved if we get enough people involved that don't matter yeah I think capitalism eventually wins out if it gets to a certain size like do you do you guys foresee a future where you're starting to teeter on the edge of being that size? I think size is irrelevant. Good. Because, you know, there's been so many different differentiations of, this is why it's now independent brewing, not craft beer or anything like that, because yeah. there's too many different ways to define it. And like, it shouldn't matter how much beer you make. We're an independent company and yeah. we can make hundred million litres a year but as long as we stay true to the ethos that we feel like we want to be doing and it is mm. based around the exact same thing as what we're doing sitting in a shed at the moment <laughs> yeah. standing over top of a couple of stainless steel yeah. fermenters it shouldn't matter whether that's 10 million or 200,000 litres that we can do here yeah. so and people don't know either no no people don't know how much beer you produce mm. it's about the philosophy and what you believe in I suppose yeah. and yeah. then it's about independence and like what, what message are you sending like we, we're sending a consistent message that we're A independent but B we're about bringing people together and having a good time and yeah. doing that through a product that we love it's, it's relatively delicious so good from you uh, I try <laughs> I, that's as good as it's going to get from you yeah, I, I, I give it a crack Okay, so every every session that you do training, is the best thing you've ever done. Oh no! Uh, do you feel like you can prove your whole philosophy is be excellent and be better every day? Yeah, good. That's Don't my, be shit. It's exactly the same thing as me. Yeah. And if I go, yeah, man, that's the best pale ale you'll ever drink. I can't, I can't improve on that. Because yeah. It's the best thing you ever gonna drink. Oh mate, every time I run, every time I run a session I go okay it's going to be the best session I've ever run every time I finish a session I'm like okay that was shit i got to improve here here and here every time I write a program I'm like best program I've ever written and then a week in you're like okay that sucked that was rubbish this was in the wrong spot whatever and I like I assume you guys are exactly the same in terms of like the need for quality you'll never be you'll probably never be happy with it and if you are or happy with it you'll never be like super duper like this is the best beer you ever drink What's the, what's the, you know better than me. What's the stat on businesses that fail in the first one? Oh, I couldn't tell five, you. Five, seven years? I couldn't tell you because I don't give a fuck about that information. <laughs> well, I mean, it's such... People say that, it's like, who cares? It's a simple it's reason. It's not good statistics, so why I focus on it? 
The flip side of that is why it's important. <laughs> you're so you're, I know you were asking me for a reason. You're, you're propping you up. You're meant to back your mate up. Know, and you gave him fuck all. Continue. But I knew that was the Companies fail because they don't stay relevant. Yeah. They don't improve. They don't continue to try and get better. They go, we've got a good thing. That's it. Done. We've we've done it. Like, the good thing about beer is, like, I don't know, like, our pale ale sells well, but Mornington's pale ale sold brilliantly for the first six years, and they, they were, there was nothing else down here. Yeah. And they're, they're nationwide, all that sort of stuff. Um, but you can't just go, right, oh, we've got something good, and that's it, and yeah. you're done. It's got to be... You've got to stay relevant. Yeah. You've got to stay, like, progressive, because... Yeah, yeah. So my philosophy in beer is like, right, we have, you know, the core range of staples that people will go, I'm only even going to drink that, that's cool. Yeah. And so you got the pale, you got the three quarters IPA. It's, I would say it's like seven eighths IPA. Oh, yeah, I was going to go with seven eighths IPA. Yeah. Did I you know. ask for one, by the way? I'll give you an IPA. I asked for an IPA, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what bar I'm doing. Not very efficient. It's a, it's a little I and then capital <coughs> V8. So. Yeah, cool. No, that's fair. Cool. I didn't, I didn't design anyway. the packaging. They spelt it wrong, so. Oh, so it's kind of like it just oh, co- yeah, okay, covers, that's fair. No, I should say that. covers that's up your mistake. It's on your behalf. Bill. Don't someone pass that off. Um, so so IPA yeah. is meant to be 6%, right? Well, IPA is by yeah, definition. Sure. <laughs> if you want to win an award, 6%. Yeah, so you're, so you're just going the... Uh, the I hipster went, route of going, you know what, we don't want to win awards, we just want to have a good beer. I want to make a beer that people, A, can, a enjoy drinking, B, feel like they can have yeah. more of. And again, I probably shouldn't tell you this because you've had, <laughs> it, we've got legs out of the IPA, but our payload probably isn't even technically payload. Holy, holy, holy I'll mother of God. <laughs> That's outrageous. That is absolutely yeah, outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> See, Grant. Well, I was going to ask you a question, but I'll ask you when you get back. So I can answer his questions. I've known him long enough. <laughs> What's the most challenging aspect of, of being a brewer in a company that's trying to make a difference in the industry? Not having a brewery. Okay, we're aware. Uh, that sounds yeah. stupid, but no, it's, no, it's, fair. it's literally the biggest difficulty for me is because yeah. I don't have. I've got an avenue of X amount of products yeah. um, and no real variety around that and the cost of us releasing something else yeah. is almost... So we've, we've basically put beers on here yeah. through our pilot system and then we've expanded and put some other beers on through like contracting. Mm. That's almost running at a loss just so that we can yeah. introduce people to more things. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine, that's kind of what we want to do, but not having a brewery behind us makes my life extremely difficult. Yeah, as, I can imagine. As a brewer. Yeah. yeah. Um, is and it, it also makes me seem very one-dimensional. Yeah, has, like, has it been a frustrating... How long has the, um, the venue been open now? Nearly 12 months. Nearly 12 months. We're, we're December 23rd. <laughs> that's insane. So two months. So nearly 12 months. <laughs> if you had to, if you went, hey, let's not this won't be out for a couple of weeks, so we can push that closer to almost 12 months. Yeah, exactly. Right now, it's thanks. I've known you for a year. Right now it's 10, so we can just play on with that. How good's that? 
Um, so what? So what's it been like? Not like as a brewer, as a head brewer of Jetty Road Brewery. What's it been like not having a brewery for ten months? Uh, this is a difficult question to answer because this maybe this could be another podcast twelve months <laughs> from now. Yeah, because I can make assumptions based on not having a brewery, um, but it has been extremely difficult because I've had to a have a tiny pilot system and try and keep something different on at our bar. <laughs> yeah. um, but not make it so drinkable that I can't get another beer out before that beer is gone. Yeah. Um, managing a building project of a brewery that is I'm not going to say the exact number but expensive. Yeah. Um, and it deals with government bodies all the fun stuff that you there would have been a lot of red tape right ex- yeah extreme amounts yeah um, and all at the same time trying to maintain a quality craft beer program through contracting where I don't have a hell of a lot of control and trying to make sure we have a consistent product over probably nine breweries over the last yeah Nine breweries? Yeah. Wow, you guys have used nine breweries. In two years? Two years, yeah. So, um, from yeah. Wangaratta down to St Andrews. So, yeah. Um, trying to do all that at once has been stressful. And set and set this place up to be ready to ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. But enjoyable. Oh. Like, I wouldn't trade what I do now for anything in the world. To it's just... Yeah, there's days where you don't sleep because <laughs> yeah. there's 11 things going through your head at once. It's not a number, mate. 11 No, it's technically a number. Play on. Jenny Road. <laughs> yeah, good, good back up. What, yeah. what's, what's been your... I'm, I'm going to make an IPA called 11 No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how the decision-making process works. <laughs> What? No, it doesn't work like that, but yeah. What's been your kind of biggest challenge over the last 12 months? <laughs> like, and I, and I know that... Uh, and I know yeah, people. That, that's a clusterfuck of a question, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't know. Fuck, Jesus. I honestly don't answer. It's got to be people. It's people, 100% people. Yeah. Every day of the week. What? Why? Numbers, and... numbers don't lie to you, but people are tough. People, people are tough to manage. All the time. Yeah. Why? Especially me. Because they're, they're all different. Chaos. Yeah. There's different reasons as to why they do what they do, and there's just. And, and, but I think it's it's not just that. That's the that's pe- people aren't hard to manage, and they all want the best for themselves, but also others. Yeah. But it's also trying to you know be a small business, and but then also having well, we have 38 staff now, and to have two businesses running at the same time, to manage operations and then the people inside them and the shareholders at the same time is just yeah. crazy. Like so. From my point of view, looking at Grant, and this is going to sound like you're going to make us kiss again, but like to you've done all the nice things tonight. I'm not saying to have, to have 38 staff and you know 14 or whatever in, in people invested, and you know people what we were saying before trying to create a family, but to then try and make one simultaneous direction consistently out of that amount of people, yeah, it's tough. Is a difficult task, and it's Grant's job. <laughs> and get a bag. And yeah. every and every one of those <laughs> shot, Rod, shut up. Every one of those whatever 40, 50 people at some point or another, including me, would probably put pressure on Greg and go, Yeah. Hang on man, 
what about my direction? And that's that's a difficult position to be in. But Dude, he's wearing like five hundred fifty dollars <laughs> shoes, so, <laughs> so Really they are the fanciest shoes I've ever seen. They're literally just iron on, but that's fine. On yellow tongue and, and with a bunny <laughs> table, so yeah. I was not gonna miss that opportunity. No, I'll play on. I would have bring that up at the end. Like, <laughs> I'm just surprised you're wearing a clean shirt, so don't start. <laughs> Who said I didn't just pinch it off the shelf earlier? Because that's an old tee. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. Good. Good. Like, Did we do it? No, we're not done yet. Oh, yeah. We got we got we got plenty to go. <laughs> I'm I'm more like I love this dynamic because there's. You're not getting the true dynamic because we're trying to behave. Don't behave. I know. All right, so everyone, is, if anyone's listened to the last forty minutes or so, if this th- goes downhill, it goes downhill. Oh, I'm all, I'm all about it. We get the story. We get how it's worked. <laughs> how how is this, like, I guess relationship, gonna grow and develop over the next few years? I don't think it can grow anymore. Honestly, don't think it's. I think because it, it's, it's really it's ve- it's very cool to see. Yeah, so bringing like, back personality, like yeah. as Blake said, we like you know he can see where I'm struggling. Like today, we we probably both did need to go down and do something at Phillip Island, but it was a good chance to I saw Blake and do what he's done this week, and I can see him crashing and burning. To be able to go, yeah, right, let's go out and have let's go and grab some food, let's grab a few beers, let's chat to a couple of breweries because that's exactly how we started. We started by going around and visiting breweries and trying beer and, and yeah. experiencing you know different things but um, yeah to be able to do that is is good but I don't think it's hard it's, you know even just sitting at lunch or in the car or I've to listen to a podcast it's like it's either business or it's we're not talking yeah not all the time like, there's a lot of banter and a lot it's, of shit talk but it's a lot of business it's funny like we, because we both live and breathe it as well yeah. Like, yeah we haven't been like this is the first time you've asked this question. This is not pre-recorded. But <laughs> we've not had that conversation before. I think we both sort of sit there, and that's how much we know each other. Is that like I think we both feel like you know it's hard to like, are we losing the friendship part of it for the business part of it, mm. which we're not going to do that. But like the the line get blurred pretty yeah. easily, and um, so you know we try and take. It's never going to be the overwhelming thing. Like we can't just. Be best mates all the time, and that's it. There's, there's, no, you're there's a fucking too, 70% <laughs> of the time. There's too much. It's very hard to manage. There he is. <laughs> but, but like, we still go, you know, that's enough. We need to just go and be best mates again. And like, today was a good example of just, there was no, like, it was business, but it was a day that we just went, right, sure. this is not business that we yeah. normally do. So let's just go and uh, hang out and, you know, solve problems, but in our way. Um, yeah, I'm pinching my drink. This they say this is friendship. This is because any other person in the world. He only took twelve percent of it though, so <laughs> which is about three, which is about, which is which is about, which is about three times the strength of your IPA. Yeah, and I, it's like it's we we're it's pretty good. We don't even have to have a conversation. We're pretty aware of where we sit, so it kind of just naturally gets to the point where we go, we rectify. Yeah. That's why I say like I wouldn't have gone into business with anything else because we'd have to talk about it. And stuff—it's a tough thing to do when you both live and breathe it and are so passionate about it. Because I think, but it's almost like I don't think you have to be apologetic about talking about work all the time. Because I think a lot of people have a vision of what work should be, and it's okay. There's work life and there's life life, 
It's only if we've got a double date with her. Does that happen often? We've had a, we've had a few, and I pretty much think the girls just look at us and go, right, oh, fuck it. We'll just... And it just it has to be like them going hanging out, and you guys yeah. going hanging out. And... How, yeah. how, do, how do you go, and this is an individual question for each of you, because it's obviously different for everyone, but how do you go managing everything that you manage day to day and then managing relationships and, and developing and fostering that because like it's something it's hard, that man. I'm sure any business owner would agree and anyone that ha- that really dives into their work would agree but that's almost the hardest part I'm going to preface it before Grant talks I'm going to let him talk first but Grant also has to do this with Katie not has to they do it together but that <laughs> again to me well, is the relationship or the, or the working but like you, you, you've obviously Katie's part of the business, and it's I, I can see how that would be a very difficult thing. It's mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It'd be a tough, um, it'd be a tough thing to front up every day if you didn't have that kind of like strong connection and and, and ability to com- like have conversations around it all. Yeah, agree. I think that's just trying to support. Yeah. So we have yeah. some visitors. And like for me, like I, I um, I got a obviously a relationship with a girl who's serious at uni, so she's got plenty of stress of her own. Yeah, I've got a lot of stress, and to keep like we, yeah, our whole relationship felt like it's been like a, a battle that we're pushing together, not between each other, but yeah, just against life, and it's kind of it's almost it works for us not against us yeah you know, we kind of each other keep pushing forward yeah and um it's like yeah it's difficult but again that's to me what makes me feel like we're in the right relationship because mm. you know it's easy to she puts up with your shit yeah and <laughs> I know <laughs> go on good I put up with it yeah don't say that Man, too late. It's yeah. way too late for that. I hey, should listen to this. Surely, good from you. It's um, yeah. It's it's a cool kind of. <clears throat> I like like I love talking to, like Sammy from Common Folk about how him and Eliza deal with it yeah. all, and <clears throat> and you, know, you guys are obviously kind of in a similar position where, and like I feel the same way with like KP. Like you get so much support at home, and it's 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 cool and it. And it's enjoyable, and it's and you appreciate it so much more when it all works, and when it all kind of everything's moving forward at once, no matter how hard it is, like that. Yeah. I use the term positive pressure. Like it's, yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, there's going to be times where I just want to go home and go to sleep, and you guys are probably going to be the same. And there's going to be times where you're here all night, and you don't necessarily have as much sleep as you want, but that positive pressure is working towards something that's like bigger than you as individuals and, and your partnerships as well so it's, it's almost like a a necessary sacrifice to the vision and the the area that you're actually trying to work towards and it's a battle together like it's almost like solidifying like teammates yeah exactly yeah. and that, I think you know I think if you're not in the right relationship it can be the opposite yeah but when, it's almost you know perfect when it is you go right you, we've got our beans there we've both got our own different battles but yeah. it, you know some days I come home and I'm just burnt out about to crash and sh- thank god it's a day where she's up and about yeah, and she's, yeah she's able to you know she helps me through everything 
but you know, and then there's days where she's studying and she's about to crash and burn on an essay, and I feel like we we actually had this conversation last night or the night before. Is like we literally tell each other the exact same thing. Yeah. We're going through the same stuff. Yeah, it's just we're like sounding boards to each other, and it's just a motivation thing that we know exactly where we're both at. And that's what a relationship needs to be. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's obviously what your relationship is together. Yeah, well, they've accepted the fact that they're, they're <laughs> the national relationship on top of being in a relationship with us. Yeah. Yeah. Us anyway, so We're the married couple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're just the, they're, they're the flings. And I haven't gone... <laughs> I don't know how much you spent on the engagement ring, but I haven't gone yet. <laughs> and I've been with it for 30 years. Still using it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. ring yet, mate, so... I've got, I've got... Like a championship ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cha- like a big, solid, square championship ring with JRB on it. I feel like it. when we, f- we sell our first million litres of Jetty Road beer, there should be like a championship ring. Yeah. I, I agree. You're not getting it on total accumulated. We get one, we get one point out. Yeah. Per annum's probably a fair, yeah, fair way to go. Gets me there. Yeah? Gets Do me I get one too? No chance, Contributed. Yeah, okay, fair call. I was here at the start of the venue and here at the start of the the brew house. I have one question left for both of you, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure you can answer it first. Whoever's got the best answer can answer it first. What are you most excited for? This is is another one again where each each person, I think, is... Because the good thing about our business for me is it's diverse but we also don't try and own other people's areas so Grant's probably most excited for something completely different to what I'm most excited for yeah for me I'm most excited to become a beer brand in Australia where at the moment we've got an amazing venue we've got beer in the market but we haven't really released ourselves as a beer brand in Australia yeah Um, I'm looking forward to the next 12 months because that's basically our next idea is to become more prominent on a not just like not on a national scale but just with within the industry within the industry of craft beer to become a name so that's what i'm excited for but i'm sure grants is you know similar but different as well it's probably very selfish no um he's gonna buy a second pair of 500 oh, i'm definitely buying more <laughs> you only have you only have two feet it's mate it's so comfortable though and you need you need to match it with the belt you're wearing so you need to always think about that. Don't look me that Anyway, uh, moving on. No, I think mine, mine shifts, but what I'm excited for, I think, overall, is I think the strategy is, is coming together, which is really exciting. Oh, um, I heard voices. Um, no, what, what's exciting is, is that, yeah, the strategy's going well and the growth's uh, a lot bigger than what we expected and, yeah, getting the beer and what we are passionate about into the hands of other people into as much many people as possible whether they're in Victoria New South Wales Queensland there's the dream but what I'm really excited about in my position as well and hopefully I can stay in that position and grow the business but it's to create uh, an organisation where we get people in that are really passionate about their aspect of the business like Blake is um, like you know, the sales guys are, and they can they believe in it, and they can grow their own business and, or their their aspect of the business, yeah. and believe in what we're trying to do as well. So joining the journey, so that's what exciting it's exciting about me because for us, I think 
any small business, it takes a long time, and it's not just on me. It's a fair bit. It is, but it's on everybody to create a uh, well-oiled machine and a, an organisation that that's all swimming together. And mm. that takes fucking so much more time than what anybody else understands. Yeah. And that's exciting for me because that's probably my my major job role. Um, and that's really starting to come together now and people are finding their feet and really getting passionate about what they are responsible for and what they can drive forward as part of being being part of Jetty Road. So that's mine and bringing more people on as we grow and like, you know, if I can employ a thousand people that are fucking stoked to be at Jetty Road every day of the week, that's, that's my dream. Um, so that's what I'm excited about, not just about just the business, but at the end of the day, being the financial person and the business, the business mind and the operational side of things, yeah. I've got to focus on that as well, and that's exciting as well because that continues to grow, um, and is making me learn every day about how we manage it and how we grow uh, intelligently. So yeah, it's, it's like sort of twofold. Do I get to ask you a question? Well, you can, but I've got one more question for you. I know, I know, I said it was the last question, but I lied. <clears throat> so one of the things you both mentioned before is you don't stop and kind of look back and appreciate how well you've actually done, yeah. and and that's something that I've been fighting with in terms of my business is, is actually really enjoying the, the shit that we've achieved yeah so my question to finish off with both of you before you ask probably a stupid question to finish off <laughs> <laughs> is what are you most proud of oh shit most yeah you go most you go, you proud go, of or go. proud of I don't know that, isn't that the same thing yeah probably it's, it's Friday at semantics mate you go, you, you had an answer, I have to think. <laughs> you it's been such a long week. <laughs> I love you too, so much. Oh, dear. No, I think it is, I've lost it, doesn't matter. Moving on. The beer, no. <laughs> it's, I, I think... think okay. This is cute, this is super cute. It's like we're touching toes in bed. <laughs> I'm proud of the fact that we've created not just beer, not just a venue, not just a brand, but I think we've we've created a family that we've kind of wanted to create um, did you mean to do that just tell them what you just did you took a photo don't know what you're talking about you took a selfie <laughs> but have a look at what we both did without even looking she did the same thing it's too. disgusting oh, I'm um, so off it I'm out so yeah <laughs> Everyone will see it. It'll be the it'll be the, the podcast image but I, uh, carry on I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we've we're well and truly on the way to creating what we wanted to create which was a family of people that came together for Jetty Road um, and are still pushing forward consistently on the same message yeah what I'm proud of mm. mostly it's got nothing to do with beer like um, I make beer but also part of the business and yeah. to me the business and the people involved in it is more important than the beer it's that's cool we've got a common goal yeah I think the common goal thing I think it, I think I said it on my last podcast or yeah um, when we were talking about the the process and what, what I think has worked well for us is not wavering from the end goal and I think I don't think I'm intentionally and look and listen to podcasts and try to learn on how to do things and that's probably a downfall on not learning from other people and I try and do that as much as I can but at the same time it's I've got a, a, a vision in mind and, and so does Blake and I think we and, and that vision is the same and that's great mm. but it's also like you know we started thinking we needed 300,000 I don't know we needed 2.5 million 
and that is a massive, massive hurdle. Yeah. I know they're numbers I'm just throwing up in the air, but and they're you know they're not actual numbers. But to, if you said that tomorrow, you go, you've raised three hundred grand, but you need two point five. Some people will go, I'm not doing that. Well, how the fuck am I going to get that done? And who do I need to speak to? And how do I structure that? And you know, or you know, council's having issues, or yeah. you know, we fucked up on this, so we're going to open the venue instead of the brewery first, and we've got a small brewery, and we're going to try and run the venue out of the, out of this tiny brewery, um, or we're going to do it in Germana, which you know is quite pretty quiet. Like, there's all these aspects of things that we have gone through, but it's not been something where we've gone going. We've not sat down and gone, are we doing the right thing? It's always been the right thing. There's been no substitute on where we're going and what we're doing. It's just been how we adapt and how flexible we need to be to get and achieve that. So that, that's what I'm proud of. If anyone, yeah. if anyone ever asked me the question of what would be your number one piece of advice for someone starting a brewery, it would be do not start a brewery unless you fucking love the industry. I like because that. You're not. <laughs> that goes for any any business, right? Like no matter what you do, you yeah, need to. If you're, if you're, because you know, if you look at enough at, at craft brewing and all that sort of stuff. People would come here and go, "You guys must be killing it." Like, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. I eat baked beans <laughs> seven days a week, and that is not even taking the piss. Yeah, but how much do you love baked beans? I hate baked beans. I've done it for years. <laughs> baked That's beans, fantastic. porridge. I got. Um, hummus and um, what, about the, what about the jelly story so you haven't no, even tapped into how no. unstable this individual is <laughs> and when he cut off his thumb <clears throat> and he ate jelly for six weeks that's another podcast yeah absolutely that's, uh, it's basically it's 100% well you did if, if you did change the pale ale recipe like last minute right yes now we're going now we're going into that okay so there was a couple <laughs> of different pale ales that I basically brewed a few different ones um, and then did tasting with the dude sitting next to me and some other people and I said which one do you reckon and they picked one and then the day before I brewed the actual first G-Rip I changed it and went to what we currently have which is pretty good uh, well it seems to be going alright I enjoy but it again had I not changed it maybe it was better I don't know. It's just a, it's just a <laughs> last minute. It was, it was a basic malt. It was, the hops, everything was the same. It was the malt flick that I kind of did just to kind of try and give the hops more presence. Um, I don't know what works. I'm. Ta- I don't know what I'm tasting, but I like it, so I think it works. So and bravo. that's the whole point about it. Yeah. Just if you like drinking it, drink it. Yeah. That's the exciting part about it. And, and what's cool about it is that things that you know you go to Mornington Brewery and their beers are different, and they've yeah. got a totally different look on how they brew their beers. And it's 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 awesome to be able to go 15 minutes down the road and try something different mm. instead of getting and the I same bullshit CUB crap <laughs> in every pub. Fuck them. <laughs> We can leave again on that. That's a good, that's a good way to finish. And, and, I, and I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not pumping your tyres up for the sake of pumping your tyres up, but your pails kind of ruin beer for me because every, every time, like, I'm a footballer, so we drink a lot of draft and, and things of that nature. And I, having your pail is kind of like, okay, this is, this is something else. We have two people involved in our business that when we first started this, basically drank Furphy and draft. First year we took them to Gabs, they're like, oh, get this sour beer and and then took them the second year. Yeah. Their favourite beer was a sour beer and a 100% Britannomyces fermented IPA. 
You and just said all of the words that no one understands. Yeah. But you speak English. No, no. Well, you okay. tried beers they didn't usually try. Let me. Everyone. Pale ale in the craft industry is the gateway drug to all other drugs. Well, it's yeah. A, so you, once you try pale ale, like you go from one. Draft is the standard beer that everyone has because of that's what the market was requiring 10, 20 years ago, right? Pale ale is now that beer that is is close enough to be able to try and easy and, and approachable enough for you to give it a go. And once you give it a go, you go, I've had something different, I'm going to try something else. And then you, then suddenly you're drinking IPAs. And I put money on it. If we did one of these in 12 months time, you'll drink an IPA. Right? We're, getting, we're getting passionate. Will it be an actual know? IPA that's like 6% plus? Or will Probably it be not. Probably not. I, we'll, do, we'll do the standard one, the 5.8. By then I'll have two IPAs on tap. Will one be an actual IPA? Yes. The only, the only reason that we've got a 5.8% IPA and it's lower, it, it's lower everywhere, <laughs> is that our beer is supposed to be a transitional thing. So you said you didn't drink IPA, uh, pale ale 12 months ago. Like, <coughs> no, I, de- my, I definitely did. My idea is in 12 months that person drinks this. And then 12 months that person drinks this. So it's a revolution. RICA to me is the next gateway. Every beer that I brew is for a reason. It's five for a reason. It's, Holy shit! It's lower on hops. One of the things, one of the things I say is like, everything we do in the gym is like we do it for a reason. That was, that was, that was, that was freaky. So do I get to ask my question? Uh, yeah, I was gonna ask you. Any more for any more lads? Yes. What do you got for me? I feel like you and me. I think all three of us have a fairly similar philosophy on things. It's we like, do. Create family. Create purpose. Create everything that is good and the rest kind of takes care yeah. of itself. I've, I've only just started frequenting Verdus and probably not enough. Being, it's been an absolute pleasure, but being, you, you've been, had a busy, busy couple, of, couple of weeks. Being the breweries going in, they've not been there as much as I like, but I feel like you're kind of nailing it. Thanks, mate. You're What's, pandering a bit. What, no, what is, there, is there a question? Yeah, is, yeah. Continue to, like, you know, you know, give me a compliment. Like, it's unusual. Kind of, I'm kind of building him up to try and then... Good, knock him down. Knock him, knock him the fuck off that chair because we're, we're actually sitting on kegs. What are you... What are you what's next? Like, you... I feel like you're doing it. It's a good question. So, what's... How do you... How do you improve on what I feel like you're doing? Because Grant's been going for how long? Buckle in. No, 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 no. Sorry, yeah. Um... Yeah, that is nearly a year, maybe? Yeah, so Took a long you, 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 started, <laughs> you started about a month after we did the podcast. Yeah, um, Jan, yeah. So it would have been end of Jan, probably start of Feb where you yeah. started. Um, what's next? I don't, to be honest, I'm at, at the stage now where I struggle to answer that question more than I ever have. And I, like our kind of vision is we want to make every individual's world a better place. Every individual who comes into our facility a better place. And like that sounds a bit wanky, but it's going to sound. I better say this is going to sound wanky, but you definitely have done it for me. Couple of weeks. Stop it. He hasn't uh, been this week. So that's fine. <laughs> he hasn't. He didn't rock up this week. <laughs> I haven't kissed Grant. I haven't kissed Lockie. So yes. Um, so one of the like one of the things that I've always kind of said. <coughs> And I come from, like, I'm a coach, right? Like, I don't come from a business background, so I probably need to spend more time with Grant talking rubbish about numbers and stuff. But (laughs) but I kind of always looked at it like, okay, we'll we'll either, we'll go bigger, right? We'll we'll get another one, we'll get a bigger facility, we'll get a bigger space where we can do more things. 
or we'll maybe we'll go another one so we'll get a separate space and we'll have two spaces and three spaces and four spaces and whatever vertices vertices verti yeah, I like that shit, better yeah. um, and, and then we'll do that right? we'll do the same thing as what we've got but to be honest right now I feel as though we're going to add the most value and we're going to live truest to our our values and our meaning by really diving into improving the way we do things at where we are so I, I, th- I think what's next is just nailing down what our product is what, we a- what we're actually trying to deliver who we're actually trying to help how we're actually trying to help them and then and then just adding value to the the like it's it's small in the in the in the scale of you know the the industry or the the world or whatever but adding as much value as possible to the people that we see on a on a weekly basis i i think like from your answer just then and again that wasn't rehearsed but like we spoke earlier about all the people that it's you're podcast mate nothing's rehearsed stop saying that the people that you like, were against earlier on yeah you know, fitness injury the polar opposite of that mm. and like that was a question without notice that yeah. you answered and answered you could have said be bigger do more do more and that's exactly what they say mm. but you just went you know what I want to be better at what we're doing yeah and I, and I think the, the, the longer I spend doing this the more I kind of go from wanting to be bigger is to more wanting to be better in, in the people that we're serving and the people that we're we're helping uh, so that we can Make sure that everyone is getting what they getting what they need, um, and you know we've been fortunate enough to be able to create a community of people that I see sometimes like I don't have to help a lot of people now because they're helping each other. Ah, that's your mouse, and it, it's one of those things that I am able to something that you guys need to need to work on a little bit. I'm able to sit back and stop and take a breath and kind of realize how far we've come in the fact that sometimes whether it's a, another coach or another client or an, uh, like another member of the Virtus family everyone's kind of helping each other and it, it's just we live in a you know 2018 is kind of a weird time where we've got so much connection in terms of social media and, and, and online presence that we we miss the importance of actual face to face contact and, and improvement and I think that's the thing that you know whether it's Virtus it's a, it's a pub without beer or whether it's common folk that's you know a local business of a like a hub of just activity or whether it's jetty road that's a pub with beer it's they're three and and trying to make communities well well, the thing i realized i've realized that we're all trying to do the same shit we're trying to create a community we're trying to create a group of people and and a whole family of people that just want the best for each other And, and if we want that and if we continue to work towards that and continue to drive that like I like really I really like what you said before about size like size doesn't matter if we continue to live by those values and drive by those values then everyone's going to win and if everyone wins then the world's a better place and if the world's a better place then I'm happy 100% it's been an absolute pleasure lads Thanks. always a pleasure never a chore be good unless, if not be good at it unless it's Tuesday night then it's <laughs> 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 thank you so I got in the podcast suck a dick